magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger. Mess that up almost. (laughs) Energy (laughs) healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello, welcome. Yeah, we hope your solstice was magical. Uh, yeah, you had your first uh, in-person coven meeting. Yeah, it was so uh, beautiful and so great. It was this wildlife refuge oh, wow. in Denver, and it's like there's a fire pit, and it's all surrounded by sagebrush, oh, wow. and like you can see the whole city all in the distance. Oh, wow. It's this amazing spot to watch the sunrise, and it just felt like just <laughs> So magical uh, to be around my friends. Uh, and were they? Uh, was everybody back in the coven? Um. Well, two members of our coven moved away oh, during the pandemic. No. I know. So go? now we have three. Oh. What? Uh, they actually both moved not too far from each other. Um, hmm. a little town in Illinois, and also hmm. Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, that's interesting. Is that not mm-hmm. far from each other? <laughs> I feel like I don't they, know. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's like an hour. They're like, they moved oh my gosh. like an hour apart from each other. How funny. Yeah. I realized, by the way, in this, <laughs> I'm just going to talk about myself for a minute. Um, yeah. Because, um, well, like, I really just wanted to talk to you more about like, oh, why did they move there? What are they? Like, I just wanted to know all the details. <laughs> and I thought at one point, so Brett and I are taking tennis classes together. And you and I talked about this a little bit that I get, it, it has been historically true that I feel um, triggered with small groups of women usually like I feel like it reminds me of like middle school where I feel like oh I need to fit in I gotta get people to like me do do people yeah. like me obviously they don't so I have to convince them to like me oh, you know yeah. that whole thing like how am I gonna get on the same page so that they do etc so this time um it's been a while since I've I mean been in a small group of women um and I realized like I I felt something happened last week where I felt it coming on. And then I was like, oh, I just talked to my inner child. I was like, you know, it's not true that they, I mean, I I didn't, I just want to first say I, I, I validated the feelings. I wasn't like, it's not true. Shut up. Because <laughs> I always tell people that's a common Quit thing. To, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's not true. Um, <laughs> but what I did, it was like, oh, yeah, I, I see how you feel that way. But, you know, she doesn't even know you. Like, there's no way she can make a decision about you. That's just not true. And mm-hmm. I felt it. Like, I believed it. Um, and which is like huge healing. I mean. Oh, for me that I so oh it felt so good and then later there was this other woman who wasn't part of that group <laughs> basically I feel like we've been separated from like older people I'm we're kind of the same age as that group but then there's also these couple of older women and they aren't part of that group <laughs> and we got some out with them which is fine because I I like them but I started to ask this one woman I was just like chatting her up and then I was like oh okay this is just something I do like I'm just very curious about people it's not just that I'm trying to 
get people to like me because I thought it was something I did in the group like, oh, I'm going to just talk to these people so that then they like me and then mm-hmm. I can be part of the group so that I don't feel ostracized. But instead, I was just like asking this woman all this stuff and I'm not sure she wanted to answer. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, just con- you don't have to find out everything about this woman. It's okay. Because <laughs> you just are genuinely yes, curious. Yes, exactly. I was like, oh, I love that. where'd you it- move from? <laughs> oh, where, where, what'd you do before? You retired? <laughs> what was happening? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I like how you wanted to ask that about my coven members who you've never met. Too. Like why they moved to Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm very curious. <laughs> I really want to so know. cute. Anyway, it really was like a big, I don't know what cards we picked last week, but it was a really big deal. And Brett was very happy for me, too, because he knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so the cards we picked last week, um, Breath of the Cosmos, uh, which was like a don't micromanage type of message from Starseed Oracle. And then um, I picked Transmute from Water Lily, which or. Transmute Water Lily from Magic of Flowers Oracle, which was about transmuting old pain and challenges into beauty and blessings. Ah, look at that. That's really been happening. I mean, so yeah. much happened this week. So I'll stop talking and you tell me something. Well, similar stuff. And that could be because of the energy of the week. And it could be also because I read a book that you recommended oh, yeah. or I am reading it yeah. and it's riveting. So and it good. is called Freedom from Your Inner Freedom. Critic. I have it yeah, right freedom here. from your inner critic. It's so good. So this is internal family systems, which you guys may have heard us talk about in the past that we learned about from our friend Melissa Tipton. It's like shadow work in the in the sense that it's like bringing kind of like helping you get clarity on aspects of yourself, like visualizing them, giving them names, like learning what they want, like having a good feeling toward them like that's what the inner critic book is so interesting because it like helps you to get in touch with the type of critic it is and then what do they look like to you what's their name how do they speak to you and then to find out like well what do you why are you doing that like what mm, from a yeah. place of like we know that Asking all the parts the of us critic that yeah, yeah and like knowing that all the parts of us want to help us in some way and maybe they're confused about how to do that but um it's so interesting because for me so I've been doing that and I have I have learned like the critic I have left I have by reading that book there's like different types of inner critics and I can see that I used to have like a molder critic um which is like molding you to like what your family or culture expects from you and I feel like that part of me it's not really that active Mm -hmm. anymore like I've grown out of Mm -hmm. that but the one I still do have is the guilt tripper Mm. critic and then when I tune in it was funny to me because it seemed like in the book like a lot of the examples were sort of more benign Mm -hmm. but mine was like a horror movie it was so clear that this inner guilt tripper I was like it was like what does this guilt tripper look like and I was like oh like that scary puppet from the saw movies The jigsaw guy. I never with the puppet. will ever watch. <laughs> I only, those. I never would. I'm not into torture, yeah. scary movies, but I watched it with a friend who wanted to watch yeah. it one time. And so I only watched the first one, but, and it was years ago, but I was still like, oh, it's the, wow. <laughs> it's that scary puppet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is like being like, oh, it's because you're bad. It's because you did something bad. And it's like, what, what did I do that was bad? Well, you don't know. Well, 
I don't, I'm, I'm not going to tell right. you. It's like just this kind of like subtle, yes, yes, like something yes, is just wrong yes, with you and you that. need to be punished. Yes, yes, yes. And it's also like responsibility for everyone's feelings, like oh, everyone's yeah. feelings. Oh yeah. oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, so that it, it's basically very similar to inner child work. It's just you can have extra people involved. Yeah. And the inner child is a part of this. Too. Yeah. It's like the inner critic is criticizing the child. Yeah. Yeah. A child aspect of you. Yes. Yeah. And trying to protect you as a child, too, weirdly. Yeah. Like, yeah. So for me, my inner critic has always and only been my mother, <laughs> my internalized mother. Like one time I went to this therapist and she was like, you really you just need an exorcism. Because it was like, oh. I've internalized her. And this was back in like 1996. And I was like, well, how the fuck am I going to do that? And now I, through energy healing and inner child healing, and, you know, now it does give another aspect with this internal family system. Like, that's how you do it. Like, I feel like back then there weren't as many tools. Although I did know inner child healing back then, too. But I kind of forgot about it. You know, sometimes we have to come back to things to, you know. And it, it's so, there's just, I mean, for me, when I do tap into my inner yeah. child, there's just a lot of pain mm. and a lot of terror. Like this, um. this whole inner critic thing, like tapping into like, how did that start that way? And I've just been like, because my childhood was so like a horror yeah. movie. I mean, like I was literally spending time around dead bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a child. Yeah. And then at the same time, my mom, like, being very terrified of Satan yeah. and hell and yeah. demon possession. And it was just like, yeah. as a child, I was just like, this world is a horror movie. Yeah. Well, it's funny <laughs> you, know? you say that because sometimes people will, I mean, obviously, I'm totally biased, but sometimes people will say, like, they're afraid to do my class because they're afraid of what yeah. will come up. But what I always say and truly feel is that, like, it's way worse not acknowledging it. Oh, yeah. No, it, it is. Be. And it always but it is. It's... Yeah, go ahead. What are you... I want you oh, to no. say what were... No, I want you to. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it, it, does, it feels very good, but it also, it's just very vulnerable. Yes, yes. So to step into that place can be initially, you know, like, when you're crying, yes. it feels good. Like, oh, I'm getting yeah. this out. But before you cry, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to go into that That's place. so interesting. Know? Like, for me, the it's because I think I used to be merged with my inner child. And so it just felt like it didn't scare me to get in touch with my inner child. It was more the um as I always felt vulnerable <laughs> I always felt and I really just mm. wanted like where's the fucking parent I keep swearing today where's the parent to help me with this you know because I always felt that way it was really the inner critic that was so scary and causing so much damage because I had internalized my mother and this whole she was like a I mean she was really tried to be and did scare me like I mean I still yeah. am yeah. unpacking it even now yes yeah oh yeah I relate to this I mean I was just talking to Brett about how the first time he met her and my dad was so awful because he's like you know Brett is very sensitive sweet you know guy 
and they hated him because he wasn't my first husband. They hated, like, they were just like, whoever I was going to meet, they hated. And they were so mean to him at that lunch. And now that I have, like, years later, now that I have dealt with that inner critic, that person, you know, her inside me, and, um... I, I okay. I'm just gonna finish the sentence. Uh, now that I've dealt with that, now I just want to go back and be like, "Hey, we're leaving. Like, stop being such an asshole." Instead, I was like, "Oh God, this is so awkward." Because oh, he was yeah. so awkward, he felt so awkward, and they Poor were. Brett. Oh God, it was so awful. They quickly loved him. I don't even know why. It's just like instant after that. Mm. But they were so mean oh, then to they him. Just decided to love yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> then they were like, "All right, we can't help it. He, there's something wrong with this guy." <laughs> he is very lovable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like out of nowhere, <laughs> they couldn't resist. Yeah. Like it was so weird. <laughs> but I mean, it's not weird that they love him. But it was just weird that they were so mean. And then it was just like, okay. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> That's how she was. Um, right. But I also just what I wanted to say was knowing that this internalized inner critic is does want your good like even though I've internalized my mother which makes it tricky she does want my best you know and so there's been this whole ancestral healing thing and talking to my mother now who's dead but we have a great relationship now Uh, and she does feel bad now that she's not here anymore and so there is so much healing I talk about my mother a lot and I'm a little self-conscious that it's like seems like I'm still holding on I'm really actually not but I'm dealing with the repercussions of of how awful I mean she was a really awful to me when she was alive and so I'm unpacking all of that but I have forgiven her I mean like I don't that's not our current status yeah yeah I have loved like get and I'm only maybe I've maybe like a third through the book but I really love seeing how the puppet (laughs) is actually manipulated by another aspect of my inner child, which I didn't realize. And then I can have compassion for that inner child because it was like the, the inner critic is trying to help me to not go to hell Mm -hmm. and to not hurt other people Mm -hmm. the way I was hurt. Mm -hmm. And so she just, the best she could do as a little girl was like, okay, let me try to be very scary. (laughs) And so it's really so already, I mean, just very liberating to have this perspective. So So now the next time, because it like that, I realize it's that vulnerability that comes up that I talk about when I have a book come out or something. And then I feel like people are looking at me like, how I will in the past have thought like, oh, they, everybody knows some terrible thing about me, about how I'm really a bad person, but I don't know what it is and I can't see it. And it feels very real. Yes. Um, But I didn't mean to yell that, but I have the same thing. It's like everybody hates you. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's like logically, I'm like, this is not real, yes. this is, but I can't, it just feels so real. And, um, but now that I have this tool, then I feel like it just, it, I feel really excited because yeah. it, then I don't have to get into that inner child and just feel like that fear, yes. that free floating anxiety yes. and like vulnerability. Like I can, I can work with it. I have a tool. Now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. And when I was talking to Brett about how mean they were, it helped me to look at and be like, oh my God that's this feeling that I've had that I've believed. Like when I saw how they treated me, uh, treated him, it was like, oh my God, he's like so great. There's no reason for that. But I internalized it like, 
okay, I don't know the reason, but it's true. But when I can see it with Brett, I can know, oh, that's not true at all. And then I can. Like Brett doesn't deserve that. Exactly. And then talking to the inner critic, for me, even though it's my mother, what she's saying is like, she's trying to keep me small because I'm vulnerable if I expand. Oh, okay. Like if I get too big, whatever that means. It's always, the inner critic is always either extremely vague or extremely <laughs> um, sp- like specific in terms of just generalizations. Like the whole world, you are a piece of shit. Oh, You know, right, like that's right. specific, but it's like, but why am I a piece of shit? Well, that is something I don't know, <laughs> but you just got to be aware of it on your periphery right? constantly that you are a piece of shit so that you don't get too big in your britches and mm-hmm. then you'll be vulnerable for attack. Meanwhile, I'm already in attack. I'm under attack inside yeah. from that same <laughs> voice. So it's not, yeah, it's not helpful. Um, Yeah. So anyway, it really is so helpful, though, to be like, oh, okay, well, you want my good. Let's find another way around this, which is what I did. I was going to talk about this is I did this little reel on Instagram in acting, acting out the parts of the inner parent talking to the inner critic. And Tess was saying that it was good. I should it was good for me to do that. Like I should do more of it because I'm funny in it but I was saying the it's really the inner critic like if I was just talking to my inner child I don't know if it would be funny because the inner critic in its is hilarious Uh if you (laughs) don't believe what it's saying yeah and if you don't believe like it how it I think in the book they even compare it to the Wizard of Oz like being the man behind the Uh, curtain like acting like this big scary thing and really and then when, like that, now it is really funny to me to be like, oh, you're a scary puppet. He's threatening me. Like, ooh. I'm kind of jealous that you have all these different ones and mine is just constantly my mother. Like, she was so scary <laughs> that it was just like only her. <laughs> well, it is related to my, I mean, I like know, that yeah. kind of free-floating, like weird original sin type of fear yeah, that my mom yeah. kind of like oh you just were born a sinner like good thing that jesus is here so you don't have to you know be tortured eternally i mean mm. it's like really creepy well yeah that <laughs> is really creepy i didn't mean to say mine was worse but <laughs> oh, i'm just like oh, oh no, I, I didn't i'd love i didn't okay. think you were i just want to have some more characters in there and mix things up make yeah. it a little more interesting i it does feel very convenient that it showed up as a puppet. Yeah. Because then it's so like, oh, who's controlling that puppet? Oh, it's a little scared girl. Oh, you know? that's sad. <laughs> uh, but good. I mean, again, it's all good. And since we're going into our plugs right now, I do want to say that one of the um, I'm going to be talking about just promoting my inner child healing class, um, which... I think it's going to be happening in August, so like in a month. But one of the things I have been told about that class is that people have been scared to take it and that they feel um, supported, like I made it an environment where they felt safe enough to explore it. Mm. And like this, the container of the class makes it just feel a, like a supportive place to be vulnerable like that. Uh, maybe it'll be time for me because I feel like like getting through that fear of the inner critic and then uh, like that somehow like at first I was like oh no no I don't want to uh, do that I don't want that's a very scary feeling and then like once I did that I was like 
okay uh, so maybe it'll be time for me to take yeah. your class well um also i am go i always because i'm always learning i'm just always so into this work like last time i updated two of the modules this time i'm going to be up adding some stuff to the inner critic module um based on what i learned from this book um because it's just like so rich. I mean, I could teach a whole class just on the inner critic. And I do. But yeah, this book is great. Yeah, it's a really great book. Um, and in the class, I also, and um, there's energy healing component, which for me, I, and not just for me, I mean, that's what people have said too, is like, it's, I think it's such an important part of this because this work can get a little heady and it can, um, you can create the chain more changes through also doing stuff like meditations where you're um, uh, integrating the work and also reprogramming on a subconscious level and adding light. And also that's part of the support is you have supportive guides and angels and all of that. So it adds both the energy healing aspect and exploring the inner child. It's funny, I never thought of it as scary before, but I, I you're not alone in saying that because like I said, people have said that. But to me, it's just like, oh, we're going to find the inner parent so that you have so much support and love. And that's yeah. where the class starts is with the inner parent. So anyway, if you're it. interested, you can sign up for the wait list. Um, and people on the wait list will get a little bit of an early bird special um and it's just go to highestlighthealing.com and i think at, i might make it the button at the top or you can click on classes and how long is the class it is four weeks oh nice. yeah and it also includes um q a's every week for more support Okay, so I would like to talk about, oh, my new book mm. is called The Self-Love Superpower, The Magical Art of Approving of Yourself No Matter What, and it comes out in September, September. and you can pre-order it now, and you can find out where to do that at TessWhitehurst.com. I have done that. Books. I have pre-ordered Oh, thank that. you. It's great to, let's oh. just say it's really supportive of you to pre-order. It helps things. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah, I don't understand it totally, but something sales. about it is helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, and you can also find it at Amazon and other places online that you might want to buy books. Mm -hmm. So I check it out. Yeah, I can't wait for There's... it. It's very exciting. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, Okie dokie. Oh, and also if you would just, we would really appreciate if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us if you like us. If you don't, don't tell them anything. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, that'd be great. And um, yeah, leave us a review. That helps us be found by people. And thank you to everybody that have already left reviews. Yeah, and if you want to give us a call and ask us a question, oh, yes. you may do so at 828-333-7181. And you can also ask a question at magicmondaypodcast.com and click ask a question. And we are going to answer questions in just a moment. 
But first, one more little thing. Oh. We, we would love for you to sign up for our mailing oh, list yeah. for our newsletter. On Mondays, I send out an email when the new episode drops, and I put pictures of the cards we draw for, we drew for the week and links to our guests and all kinds of stuff like that. And approximately and, once a month, I also send a little recap, which I think if you're listening to this Monday, hopefully it went out the weekend before but you can still get the weekly email today yeah yeah so you can sign up for our newsletter at magicmondaypodcast.com and click subscribe or there's also a link in our instagram bio that's right all right so shall we um there's always so much i want to say at the beginning and i feel like i could keep talking but oh do you want to say one more thing before we answer questions well it's okay you sure? I'm so curious. You no, know, you know what? <laughs> you already know it all. But actually, <laughs> I'll talk about it in the energy report. Okay. Okay. So our first question is from Katarina. Katarina. Um, and I'm going to um, just sum it up here. But what she says in the beginning is, Hi, Tess and Natasha. I love your show, and it has helped me heal emotionally more than you can ever guess. That's nice. Thank you so much for being so open about your lives and so genuine. Um, I have a question about something that bothers me a lot. It's the whole quote, if you get sick, it's because your vibration isn't high enough crap. What can you tell? What can you tell to people? What can you tell people with confirmation bias where they don't believe in Western medicine and blame you for all your illnesses? So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, what do you, I feel? What do you want to say about that, or do you want me to? Come? Well, okay, I'm not exactly sure yet. Maybe we can come to this consensus together, like what to tell people mm. when they do that. Mm-hmm. But I do want to just start out by saying it sucks and I hate it when yeah. people do that. Yeah. Well, also it's kind of like I almost feel like the answer to that is if you know ahead of time that they have a confirmation bias, you just don't talk to them about it which I actually think that she felt she in this email um she said she neglected her boundaries um Mm. because someone was hurt by them first sign of danger lol which is true like if someone's hurt by your boundaries that means that they don't like boundaries and mm-hmm. yeah um so but, she yeah. told you need even more boundaries yeah so she told this person after they begged her to tell um so yeah so it's like i, I just don't think you can change people uh, you if that's how they are i agree that you can um you ignored your boundaries at first, but then when you let it, when you start talking and she went continued with what you knew she would say, then I would just say, OK, you know what? I'm not comfortable talking about this. We have we disagree. Yeah. We come from different places and I'd rather just not talk about it. That's a good way. Yeah, I do feel like that one. I can sense. I mean, I feel like this on social media when someone argues with me or something, something I've posted and then they argue with me. I, I, I just don't intuitively want to get into it. Usually almost I almost never do. Yeah. So I just don't. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't I don't want to try to convince you of anything. Yeah. I mean, it's the same exactly. with like when people tell me. Like if I meet a stranger and they ask me what I do and then they're like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. Oh you know, God. then I'm like, 
okay also like like i don't whatever. i don't want to like convince you <laughs> yeah i'm like well, let's talk about something else oh, or okay yes, that's nice to meet yes, you yes <laughs> that's how i feel if people i know ne- i've said this before but i never want anyone to come to me w- where it's like okay prove it like right, what yeah. no i'm not in the business of proving it that's not my yeah, job no interest that's not my job totally title. yeah so same thing here i think it's just a mat the real question here I think it's just how can you um, well stick to your boundaries is what I was going to say. And um, it sounds like you knew you shouldn't have um, let your boundaries get crossed like that. And at that point, it's, yeah, just none of none of her business. Yeah, but no shame on that. Oh, I mean, no, no, like, no. That, that's a thing we just learn as we go. Like, oh, for sure. in that situation, I didn't honor my boundaries. Okay, good to know next time moving forward. Exactly. Then I will. But and it's, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was just going to say, it's not like I never allow that to happen. It's just, yeah, once you realize, oops, I went, I crossed my own boundaries there. Oops. Okay. As soon as you notice it, then you take it, you mm-hmm. set it again. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And then that's a way, that's a um aspect of self-care is like oh okay that didn't feel right so next time that's right moving forward but yeah just to talk about that a little bit i i can see like especially after the pandemic Mm. uh how metaphysical new age spirituality can lend itself to that and that is called new age guilt um like that you should feel guilty when something bad happens to you or when you're sick And it's just not productive. I will say that like we can holistically look at things that are um, physical ailments that arise and say like, oh, okay, I'm going to heal this. And I might, you know, whatever kinds of medicine you want to work with, um, Western, holistic, however, or a combination. But I have in the past also been had huge benefits from being like what might this mirror in my um in my psyche like how can I heal how can I co-heal as I heal my physical Mm -hmm. body how can I also heal my emotions or um perspectives Mm -hmm. or Mm self-love or whatever and that's helpful but it's not helpful to be like feel guilty or feel like you brought it upon mm-hmm. yourself and certainly not to shame other people for whatever they're going mm-hmm. through um and also n- not to necessarily think you know like That's oh right. that definitely she's definitely having that problem because she needs to look at these internal things like we don't know any of that yeah i mean you know? it is a little bit tricky because it's like i do i feel like we've talked about this before like i believe all the things like I believe that we can look within like I guess it's just exactly what you said like look within and see like okay what am I believing right now and you know all of that but it's just not helpful to be like this is my fault I mean and there's Mm -hmm. so many there's systemic race oh we talked about this last time like how racism plays into the medical how the medical community is um diagnosis people a lot of times black people especially black women do not get diagnosed and so like mm-hmm. they get further down the line so is it their fault like what no right. stop it <laughs> yeah totally yeah. there and then there's like 
just different economic situations yes. that we're born into. Yes, exactly. And those are not like, yeah. having blame for any of those things is not helpful. Yeah. Not true. And yeah. at the same time, I also think, sure, you can look at what's coming up for you as you are feeling the stuff, clearing it out. You know, that's all also helpful. But mm-hmm. blame is always yeah, coming- creates like in the end now doesn't help yeah coming from a place of self-care self-love self-compassion rather than like what did you do to bring this upon yourself why are you not thinking positively enough yeah no no i don't like it i don't like it no me neither um all right so for our next question we decided to bring in an expert First, who is also our friend. Who is also our friend, but let's first listen to the question and then we will tell you who our mystery guest is. Hello, my name is Brandy and I'm calling because I have some questions about what it means to work with the angels because you guys talk about angels all the time. And the reason I'm asking is because I had an interesting experience recently where I, this might sound like it, it a weird story to bring up, but you'll understand when I finish. Um, I went to a makeup store called Ulta one day and I was checking out and the, the lady at the counter suddenly asked me, when did you have your spiritual awakening? And it took me off guard because like people don't usually ask you that when you're checking out for makeup because I recently have been through a spiritual awakening and decided that I call, I'm calling myself a witch, and it's been a long journey, but it's been a, pretty intense in the last year. And so she asked me that, and I was like, wait, what? And she asked me again, when was your spiritual awakening? And I, kind of, I don't, it was kind of a blur of a conversation, but in the end, she told me she works with the angels. And to me, it was like a sign that maybe I should look into that. Um, and you guys talk about angels all the time, but I'm from an evangelical Christian background and sometimes angels, the idea of angels feels triggering because of the religious connotations. Um, but I just, I'm curious to find out more, like maybe what that means to work with the angels. Are they just spirit guides? I I don't quite understand it. And maybe how some steps into a beginner's guide to working with the angels. So I love you guys. Thank you for your podcast. Bye. Okay. So we brought in our very good friend, Tanya Carol Richardson, expert of angels, writer of so many books, including Earth Angel. And what are your other angel books? Angel Intuition. Yeah, probably the best book for people who want to know more about angels and intuition is Angel Intuition. And that is a book I would recommend to this particular wonderful voicemail caller. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Me too. great. So what do you want to say to her? Or do yeah. you have a great answer for her? I'm sure. Yeah, so I, I actually took a few notes. Uh, Tess and Natasha were kind enough to share this lovely voicemail with me ahead of time. And I did just want to mention that if anybody is curious about working with angels and understanding their intuition better, my book Angel Intuition is a great book to get, which you can get Barnes and Noble, Amazon, local bookstore, anywhere you get books. And one thing I really wanted to start out with, with this 
uh, caller that that gave us this great question is that angels are non-denominational. So this is something people really don't talk about with angels, and it's misunderstood. In fact, my husband is always telling me anytime I'm on a podcast or interview, tell them angels work with everyone. <laughs> you have to start out there, he always tells me, because people do get confused with how angels are slotted in culturally with the Christian tradition, that the, that's the only tradition that can work with angels. And as we know, um, many times in a lot of Christian traditions, you're encouraged to work with them on a very limited basis. Mm. So if you are Wiccan, if you are Muslim, if you are someone who is spiritual, but you don't identify with any certain tradition, angels are for you because angels are basically there to help you on your life's destiny. They're there to support you. No matter who you are, we're all unique. We all are meant to be unique. So whatever spiritual traditions resonate with you, that's great with angels. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just start there. Um, you know, in fact, my mother was an atheist. Um, well, not an atheist. She was more of an agnostic. She always said, I'm not sure what's out there and I don't really care, <laughs> was what she told me. <laughs> so I was really raised in a household with no religion at all. Um, in fact, I used to beg to be taken to church and my mom would say, no, I'm not going there. I'll drop you off if you want, which was mm. a little too much for me. So, mm -hmm. um, just to let you know that that might be a reason that I was able to work with angels in the way I do so intimately and directly because I wasn't raised in the Christian tradition, which can sometimes put a little bit of limits on that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and you know, as Tess and Natasha know, part of the reason that I'm so passionate about talking about helping people work with angels is because I actually saw an angel. Um, mm -hmm. so with the huge feather wings appeared to me in my room, it was amazing. It was crazy. It was everything you think it would be. <laughs> but ultimately, when, what, how old were you? Um, I was in my late twenties. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot the story. Yeah, I remember it now as you're saying it, but I, yeah. So for me, you know, seeing was really believing. Um, and once I saw that 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 angels were real with my own physical eyes, then I became very passionate about helping people learn how to better connect with their angels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because angels are there to support us, they're so eager to help you. They so want you to, to connect with them. <laughs> so you're never bothering an angel. And mm -hmm. in my book, I talk about the different type of angels, which this caller who left the voicemail kind of touches on what are spirit guides, what type of spirit guides. That's all in the book, Angel Intuition. And for right now, I think we should just talk about guardian angels, which are your special angels just there to help you and nobody else. They're just your angels. And then mm. there are archangels, which people hear about a lot. Those are the mm. large signature big, big gun angels that can help many, many people at once, like Archangel Michael is the most well-known. Mm. Um, and I was actually going to recommend that this caller, if she does want to start working with angels a little bit more, working with Archangel Michael first, that's often yeah. a very comfortable entry place for people who are new to angels because Archangel Michael is the most well-known angel. Mm -hmm. I call him the hardest working angel in show business because <laughs> everybody calls on him. Everybody talks about him. But mm -hmm. Tess knows, and I know Natasha does as well, that his energy, because every archangel specializes, Archangel Michael is very protective, very grounding, 
uh, very, you know, makes us feel very safe. So that could Mm -hmm. be a great way to begin working with angels. Mm -hmm. Just to call him in. Is that what you recommend? Yes. You know, working with angels, you, it doesn't have to be complex. You, Mm -hmm. you can just say, dear Archangel Michael in your thoughts, you could meditate Mm -hmm. with Archangel Michael during your morning meditation. One of my favorite ways to, or if you're Wiccan in the pagan tradition, you can incorporate Archangel Michael into any of your rituals, you know, Mm -hmm. to come in and help you help ground you during your ritual, help keep you protected during your ritual, or even give your ritual some extra oomph because Mm -hmm. Archangels have such a huge, powerful energy signature, many Many sensitive people, like I'm sure this caller is sensitive, whether they identify as an empath or a highly sensitive person, you could feel an an angel's energy. So at times you might call on Archangel Michael, and if you're energy sensitive, feel a slight energy shift in the room, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or in your own system. And Mm -hmm. one... Or like heat. Sure. You could feel different uh, physical sensations like chills, heat something like that that lets you know, Mm -hmm. okay, um, something's changed energetically here in my own space. Mm -hmm. And one thing I was also going to recommend for this caller, this is one of my favorite exercises to give people to work with angels. It's a quick journal exercise, nothing fancy, just get out your journal and for a couple of sentences, write what you're grateful for. This could be, Mm -hmm. I was grateful for my morning cup of coffee or Mm -hmm. something big happened to you. I'm so grateful. I just got to buy that new house and Mm -hmm. just start there with a couple lines of gratitude and then say, dear angels, this is what I'd like help with. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like some help figuring out how to work on my romantic relationship. I'd like help getting a new job. I'd like help, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting help with, just Mm -hmm. ask for help. And then in your journal, just a couple sentences, then that week, watch for synchronicities. Hmm. So often how angels will communicate with us is through synchronicities, which is what Carl Jung described as meaningful coincidences. Mm -hmm. So this is like, let's say you're asking the angels, I really need help with my taxes this year. I'm not sure what I should do. And the next day at work, your coworker is like, oh, I can't have lunch with you today. I have to go meet my accountant. You're like, whoa, (laughs) this might be the synchronicity. And then you say, is your accountant great? Oh, they're so great. They're really affordable. They're a lifesaver. You're thinking, okay, maybe this is the synchronicity. The angels are saying I should, I should get an accountant with my taxes. Mm -hmm. So whatever you ask for in your journal, help with the angels, look for the synchronicities because we're all powerful spiritual beings. I always like to remind people of that. Angels respect our free will. So angels will always, always be helping you. But when you just quickly ask them for some extra help, you are using your free will to invite them into your life in a larger way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that for me, uh, it was a huge turning point in my spiritual path to start working with angels. Like it it helps me so much to have structure to feel safe Mm -hmm. because the because i think because like to me i i do picture them as like angels sort of traditional looking angels but i experience them energetically as currents of wisdom or currents of light or currents of energetic structure 
like different yeah. kinds of energy patterns or Me structures too. that are, yeah, aspects of the divine and then also aspects of me. Yeah. That's why I think I, it's funny when this, we got this uh, call, Natasha and I were both like, do we always talk about <laughs> angels? And then si- since that, since then, I'm like, I guess I do kind of always mm-hmm. talk about angels. And it is because like, it's just such a powerful practice mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I, I feel unsafe. Archangel Michael, could you? protect me mm-hmm. and it's like yep there you go mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> there's your protection spell yeah. <laughs> you know it's done yeah you can also work i work mostly with guides like high high guides i yeah um but i also have been actually since i met tanya i've been calling in some angels too so i i mean they're very similar the guides that i work with are very similar to angels like in frequency Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're very helpful and hopefully this Tanya's answer will help you to feel a little bit more calm and like secure in in calling them in. Yeah, and one yeah. thing I just wanted to quickly mention um is that always do what you feel comfortable with. Yeah, as Natasha just said, because you might go your whole spiritual path and never work with angels and just say, "Eh, that doesn't resonate with me. I I really don't want to do that. And often Mm -hmm. in spiritual traditions and religions, when they might caution people about working directly with entities, remember that was probably coming from a place of wanting to protect you, you know, so that that wasn't necessarily a negative that they were trying to do. They were trying to protect you. And To my mind, I've never needed that protection, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, you know, always do what you feel comfortable with and what resonates with you. And you can always start slowly. If something feels um, even a little scary or triggering, you know, start very slowly and do it in a way that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, I will say about entities. I mean, I think that is more of a guide thing, like because guides can be very powerful, high guides of light, and they can also just be randos who come in. So in that case, like if you're working with guides, you just want to be like, I'm only calling in my highest possible guides of light. But angels, there's no lower vibration of angel as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's what I think it also helped me because when I started working with angels, I was in Los Angeles and I felt very overwhelmed energetically there and they're just like so strong Mm -hmm. and so clear that it helped they helped me so Mm -hmm. much in so many ways you know to feel just more direction and more clarity yeah like I was more tuned in well and sometimes usually after you start really working with guides and angels and all this fun stuff more regularly you can start to sense who is who's working back with you you know Mm -hmm. so you can tell if it's a guide you do or don't want to work with you can even start to tell I always teach the four clairs that's the four psychic pathways that your own intuition has which Mm -hmm. is in the book angel intuition but you can start to get information from your own psychic system oh I'm working with Archangel Michael right now oh this is this you know deities you know talking to me or guiding me so as you do this you know I love that the caller said talk about for beginners as you work Mm -hmm. with this more and more and study this more and more you'll be able to discern who you're working with and kind of tune in and tune out at your own will yeah yeah and the angels will help you learn exactly and I was just going to say the last thing is that is one good thing that not one good thing but working with Michael is like he'll protect you so if number one just be like Michael protect me from anything if you are feeling anxious at all like 
he's the one that it's like, as long as he's there, you're fine. Totally. And I want to add that I feel like part of the way my paradigm shifted when I started working with angels Mm -hmm. was like when I was just doing spells and rituals and not calling on angels, it was more like, oh, okay, I want some money. I'm going to manifest some money or I want to, you know, manifest a relationship or whatever. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But once I started working with angels, it was more like, oh, I want to be in alignment. Mm. I want to be in alignment with romance or I want to be in alignment with prosperity. Mm -hmm. And like, how is my, how does that look when it's in my truest good and the the highest good of everyone? That's, That's, that was kind of the shift instead of like, let me just do a quick little spell and manifest (laughs) something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I, my start was with guides. So because I felt that from them, I was like always, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not as shallow as you test. <laughs> no, but it is true. Like in turn, like that when you work with guides that are high guides and angels, it's just like whew, you're working with your highest good. You're aligned with your highest good right away. Yeah. And you can right, get quicker sh- results. You know, that's, you know, right. when Natasha was saying, you know, it's it, Hudson and Natasha were both kind of communicating. It kind of comes right in the help, the guidance, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be kind of electric where it seems to happen quickly or you're getting guidance very quickly because you are working with those really high frequency entities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is why ceremonial magicians work with angels. Because mm. it's just like tuning into a ton of power. You're getting, yeah, you get extra help. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Because they need to find you. <laughs> they... Yeah, you guys should find Tanya. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. I want to be found. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Magic Monday podcast. It's such oh, a special thanks. thing you all have created. And I really, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just love, I'm a listener like everybody else. Oh, um, <laughs> and you can find me, my website is Tanya Blessings, um, T-A-N-Y-A Blessings. And you can find links to my social media and all my books. I have eight non fiction books out. I also do a yearly self-love calendar and I do intuitive readings with private clients. You can find all that information on my website and it was just my pleasure to be on today. How fun to answer questions. Yay. (laughs) Thanks, Tanya. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that was fun to have Tanya on. It sure was. All right. Well, now it's time for the energy report okay so i was telling i was telling brett we should have some kind of song for um our intro for questions oh yeah totally questions not that maybe you guys could do a duet Um, okay, so the energy report is the energy trend that I'm feeling into for the week ahead, if you must know. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling a little jaunty, I think. Silly? Is that what jaunty means? Um, it's so funny. You asked that. I, when I was in high school, I was obsessed with that word. I you thought it was were? the funniest word. Oh it was. Well, I would. I would get obsessed with words. That was one of the oh, ones that I thought was so funny. That's funny. But yes, eh, it's not just silly. Does it have a sexual connotation? I was a little worried about that. Oh, okay, no. jaunty is having or expressing a lively, <laughs> cheerful, and self-confident <laughs> manner. <laughs> okay. Well. 
you know what? The self-confident part actually applies to the energy report. So the thing I'm noticing this week is, um, and again, that I do feel is still happening in the week ahead, um, is there's still this assimilation of everything that happened. You agree? You're giving me this a This is face. what my practical magic. Oh. I was like, is the practical magic going to be the exact I don't same? And I so. thought it was because oh. it's so powerful. Yeah. Like this whole like integrating, assimilating, yes. processing yes. right now, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it really is. Because first of all, we had Mercury retrograde. Okay. But then yeah. there was also like the freaking eclipse, you know, and the solstice, the solstice the and there's all kinds of stuff going on with Saturn and Uranus. And I mean, there's planets and red- there's a lot happening. But there I am. What I'm noticing a lot in people is this feeling of um the 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 re stuff that happens with retrograde so like the revising but also like the reviewing of relationships specifically in terms of what hasn't been validating um and it can even be like your relationship to work or your relationship to just how you treat yourself but um there's been a lot of that reevaluating and now it's kind of like okay but what what do I what am I going to do here that kind of thing. And one thing I'm noticing is this real need for validation, for validating yourself, for validating um, your needs, like no matter what. Um, so one way that I thought about, well, you know what I was going to tell you, I alluded to earlier about what ha- one other thing that happened this week that was kind of big for me, which was um, I realize that I probably have this form of ADHD that is called, um, oh shit, I forget the name of it. (laughs) That is ironic. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, shoot. I, I, inattentive, (laughs) inattentive ADHD, which sounds different than, I mean, I'm a very attentive person, but it's about, it's not about being in an attentive person, but it is kind of being about like not being able to process large amounts of details at once or having a harder time with it. And there are other parts of it too, but um, I've really healed it with energy healing and inner child healing. And actually I was reading this book. I was like, should I get this book about it? And then in the note someone said oh he mentions inner child healing is good for this and I was like oh well maybe that's why I'm not feeling so much of it anymore because a lot of it has to do with like kind of appearing ditzy um and like feeling spacey and stuff like that which growing up like into my like really until I started doing energy healing people did think that of me like and I was very ungrounded like I would lose keys and all kinds of things I've talked about on here and um, stuff like that. But yeah, so having this practice of of like knowing where my energy is, I think that's why before I've talked about, someone pointed out to me that I've talked about feeling ungrounded, even though I am a grounded person, not feeling ungrounded, feeling grounded, but not feeling ground, like not being in my body as much. Mm-hmm. because I'm so in my energy body. So anyway, that's a very long way of saying that it was very validating for me to be like, yeah. oh, you know what? That's why I am <laughs> the way I am or why right. I was the way I was. I knew I was actually smart, but I just felt like 
kind of spacey, you know? Yeah. It's like the processing of so much information was just a little harder, you know, and I do it differently. So anyway, that was, again, a long way of saying <laughs> why my energy reports may feel a little rambly um, is because uh, that was a long way of saying that validating yourself in any way you can is really great and really important. Now, ultimately, I didn't really need that validation. You know, it's not like I was like, oh, God, I'm stupid or, you know, yeah. I, I did get it from within so much through inner child healing, but it still feels good. Like, OK, here you go. So I feel here's a reason for this. So any way that you can feel internally validated and that could look like writing down your what you feel like you did well that week it's kind of a lot to what I did last suggested last week in this celebrating of the self really recognizing okay I feel validated when I do this oh I mm -hmm. notice when I exercise I just feel better you know yeah. that I'm validating that decision um those kinds of things and then the other piece to it that i wanted to say was you could also bring in your future self kind of just do a little meditation did i say this last week i don't know um the future self at some point recently you did so it may have been last week talk about it so it, it feels it really feels so similar to last week so yeah mm -hmm. bringing in like laying in bed thinking about okay what would my highest future self want to say to me right now and bringing that energy in of um of just your most validated self so that as you are making these decisions as you are integrating you're making sure that you're bringing in that high energy of yourself to assimilate with all of these changes yeah and i like the noticing of what you've done what you've learned yeah. and how you've evolved and also like little activities that you do that are good for you. Because yes. I have I have been like lately because now I've been doing intuitive eating for over two years. Been that and long? I've been oh lately like this. Good job. <laughs> like I now I really do just eat when I'm hungry and uh, I don't freak out about yeah. my body. And like that I have succeeded at that. And it feels so good to just remember that. Like, wow, yeah. good job. <laughs> it really is yeah. important to do that. You know, I was telling a client the other day, it's like, you know, sometimes you'll just, well, maybe they don't do this. I'm like thinking how like sometimes I'll just look at one of my cats and just be like, oh, they're just so great. Like just existing, yeah. just sitting there yes. being Greg, you know, he's just yes. great. So why can't we do that to ourselves? You know, like exactly. we get self-conscious about it, but we're, we're just, uh, we're also mir miraculous beings. We're all good kitties. We're all good kitties. We've said this before. <laughs> we'll say it again. But yeah, that's love. Like yeah. that's not like we sometimes we think self-love is like, I, I talk about this in my new book that's coming out. Like sometimes we think of it as like that must mean that we think we're great at everything or oh, we're so right, beautiful yeah. or we're so intelligent when really love when you think about like animals you love. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I love you because you're so, you know, famous on Instagram. Right, or right, right. It's like, or you just you did just this thing them. that, yeah, or like you'll like look you're at so a, clever yeah. or something. Or like you'll look at a baby, you know, and it's like, oh my God, like that baby is so cute. Like I just love that baby. And why, you know, because it hasn't done anything that your ego can latch on to to say, oh, but that's wrong. 
you know, you're again, your ego's just trying to protect you. But yeah, so trying to get beyond the ego and into just appreciation and love and validation and sometimes bringing in a future version of yourself is a nice way in because it's like, oh, you know, you can't again, your ego can't latch on to what it did wrong because it's the future. You don't know. So loving, just loving yourself. So that and also I'll just say I still have my integration workshop that's always helpful for integrating. You can get that on my website under classes if you'd like yeah. some extra help. Yeah, perfect for this week. All right. Integra- great. Anything integration. All right. So loved it. Now it's time for Practical Magic. So just same, you know, like I really am (laughs) feeling more of this integration thing um, this month or this week. The moon is waning. So we just had this powerful full moon last week on Thursday and the energy is waning. So just as the energy is waning, allowing yourself to ground, center, um, ways that I was tuning into to help us integrate would be like time when you're not really doing anything. Mm. I love yesterday. I had such a great time just sitting in a chair. <laughs> I really recommend sitting in a chair and <laughs> just like looking out the window, mm-hmm. you know, having what it, I don't even think I was drinking any tea or anything. I was just sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. Solo was sitting next to me. I was looking out the window mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so great. Just having these times Mm -hmm. where you're not looking at your phone, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be reading, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be lighting a candle. You can, Mm -hmm. but having this space. So taking a walk outside can also give you the space. Taking a sea salt bath Mm -hmm. or any kind of bath just where you're, maybe you have some books nearby if you want to read, but like giving yourself some time when you're just having some space. You know what's funny about that is it, one of the things, symptoms of this ADHD, um, which is not the hyper kind, is they say that a lot of girls will um, daydream in school. And I and Brett was like, I could totally see you doing that. And I was like, I feel like I remember more like the wind, the view from the window <laughs> in my classrooms. Oh, yeah. Like I can picture views from the windows of different oh. classrooms than I can the actual classroom and that just reminded me of what you said of like just like looking out staring out the window yeah Yeah. and just being like being present I thought it was really cool to be like I should do this more often where I'm like this is my house and this is my chair there's my cat and there's some trees outside (laughs) you know to integrate I mean I feel like that helps you give space too it's it's grounding it's like giving your brain a break where it can just kind of like shuffle everything into different places my daughter does that by the way all the time and we used to be like Uh why is she just sitting she's just been laying on the couch (laughs) staring out the window like she's not doing anything and supposedly she was a um like a buddhist monk in a past life like very i wonder if you've said that before because before you said that i thought Uh, monk i don't know if it was like intuitive or if you've told me that before i don't know okay go on um, okay, so compassionate self-exploration also, mm. like more of what we've been talking about. I mean, the internal family systems is an example where you're like, let me get clear 
who's this aspect of me and how did that begin and what are the different opinions of the different aspects of me and just kind of going into that self-exploration mm. loving compassionate mm. um, you can even just say then, hi to your inner child like hi how you doing how's my yeah, inner child tot- yeah. Go on. totally Sorry, all that kind of stuff and then um you could also get clear on when do you really want like this could all just be an aspect of your integration is kind of like what what do i value what do i really want to create what do i want to manifest not necessarily doing the spell or the ritual yet but just kind of like getting in touch with the true current of your joy and your intention your motivation Mm. and then a message that i am hearing for myself and for other people right now Mm. is that there's a lot of power available to us right now Ah. a lot of being able to step into um like a sense that we really can create conditions that we want to create we really can heal we really can manifest and so this this could be an aspect of the integration because i feel like what we're integrating often right now is power Mm -hmm. like remembering our power and calling our power back to us so letting that be just remembering that like what if it's even easier than i thought Mm. what if i what if it doesn't even take as many steps as i thought or like if you want to manifest money for example like oh yeah there's like all these ways that money could come to me that i i don't even know like even like these surprising you know unexpected windfalls could any time yeah. just come to me like that those kinds of like I love opening that. up to more possibility oh, I love that it's also like things like let's say you have a pattern of like that that you're just trying to release I don't know I'm just thinking of um just like maybe feeling invalidated or or judge or comparing yourself let's say that yeah then you could be like what if it's actually really easy to let go of comparing myself and I just stopped totally. it right now what if that happened? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it does. I mean, like, like how Natasha and I are talking about how we like had these huge strides with our inner critic yeah. this week. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, it happens that you're suddenly like, oh, or like with me with intuitive eating, like, oh, I don't have to obsess about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it totally does happen. So being open to knowing that yeah. and allowing that to maybe happen for you yeah. in some areas. Yeah, I love that. All right, well. We'll pick our cards in a minute, but in the meantime, we'll just let you know that you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question on there as well. There's an ask a question thing. You can find us at Magic Monday Podcast Listeners on Facebook, uh, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook, Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can schedule a session with me or um, take one of my classes. You can find me on Instagram. Who knows? Maybe soon on TikTok. I don't know. Well, two people, there was an outpouring of two people who asked me to start a TikTok. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes you just can't deny the people, (laughs) the sheer amount. If your fans want it. That's right. And... On Facebook as well at Highest Light Healing. And where can we find you? 
You can find me at tesswhitehurst.com, which is where you can find spells and rituals, guided meditations, all kinds of fun stuff, and sign up for my newsletter. And you can find me on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Instagram at Tess4444, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. All right, great. So what are you drawing from Well, today? because it was still on my desk from last week, I am drawing once again from the Starseed Oracle okay. by Rebecca Campbell. And I picked Called, which is... Called? Mm-hmm, C-A- oh, wow. I opened right to it in the whole guidebook. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that look he just gave. Okay. It, soul Gifts soul gifts and training it's time to step up you came to earth with a double mission to grow as a soul and to bring about a shift in consciousness the best way to fulfill these personal and collective purposes is to trust what it is that your soul is calling you toward for it's encoded within the most direct path forward your soul has some unique, has many unique gifts that it came here to share. Some of you may already be aware of, others you're just beginning to uncover. You're being called to remember that your soul intelligently chose the perfect conditions to carry out your soul's mission and share its gifts. If you're being called toward a creative project, a passion, or an adventure, this card is your confirmation that you're facing the right way and that this moment right here is destined. If you're feeling underprepared or thinking, what, who am I to do that? This card is guiding you to step up and leap and consider perhaps that your soul has been training for this moment right here for lifetimes. Mm. All right. That's like that message I've been getting. Yeah, I think so. Like maybe it's easier than you think. And also now's the time yes. to step into that. And I think also we could call on the energy report too in terms of like by connecting to your future self, to your what validates you, that's how you're going to find your right. way there. Yeah. Okay. So I, I drew a card from the Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which I co-wrote, and I drew Collaborate. Mm. While working alone is sometimes what your soul desires, respectful collaboration with one or more people is going to nourish you at this time. When diverse ideas and skills come into play, a project, situation, or relationship will transform into something far more successful and beneficial. Divine synergy is in the air and on the horizon. Synergy may be defined as a merging of energies that is greater than the sum of its parts. Divine synergy means these energies have been guided and brought together by source energy to bring about something truly exceptional, something that will bless the world on numerous levels and in all directions of time. So look for ways to collaborate. I like that. Be open to collaboration this week. Um, and speaking of this week, we will not be here next week. So if you try to tune in, it'll be this Don't, episode you, again. You will fail. <laughs> but maybe your soul, maybe your soul is calling you to listen to this episode again. Twice. Yeah. Just listen to this episode. Yeah. Twice. And, and feel it anew. All right. Have a wonderful <laughs> two weeks, everybody. We love you. Thanks for listening.
Don't tell them anything. Keep your mouth shut.